Welcome to the Great Loop Radio Podcast, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. I'm Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA. Today, we are going to talk about abandoned and derelict vessels. And if you haven't been following us for a long time, or if you're not doing a lot of current cruising, you may not realize what a problem this has become, but I'm thrilled today to be talking about a solution to part of the problem. So we're going to be talking with Boat US Foundation about a big grant that they just won for this project. Before I bring them in officially, I want to take a moment to recognize and thank our Admiral sponsors who support AGLCA at the highest level. They are Curtis Stokes & Associates, Great Loop Yacht Sales, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage our listeners and viewers to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. And with that out of the way, I'd like to go ahead and welcome Alana Keating. She is the Director of Outreach for the Boat US Foundation. So Alana, welcome. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So to start off with, uh, a lot of our listeners will, of course, be familiar with Boat US. You're with the Boat US Foundation. So explain to us what that is and how it ties into the Boat US we all know. Absolutely. So Boat US Foundation is a national nonprofit organization. We're the Boat US Foundation for Boating Safety and Clean Water. Uh, we are generously funded by the voluntary donations of Boat US, as well as through grants and private donations like we're talking about today. Um, we work with the boating community. We have been promoting safe and clean boating education and outreach for over 40 years to facilitate behavior change in the community to just make us safer and cleaner boaters. Um, we do that through a variety of programs. We reach over a million boaters each year through our free online boating safety course, our on-water training, our free life jacket loaner program, and our fishing line recycling program, among another dozen programs that we offer. Yeah, and that that is all great work that is much needed. One thing that makes the waterways less safe and also less clean are abandoned and derelict vessels. And those are kind of, um, the acronym is ADV, for those of you who are kind of new to this issue. But it's become a huge issue in so many waterways around the U.S. So Kind of give us an overview of the problem and, you know, how do boats, particularly in the numbers we see, become abandoned or derelict? How does it, how did this become such a big problem? There are dozens of reasons why boats become ADVs, and it varies so much from different areas um, and different kinds of boats. So it can be a housing issue in some areas. It can be a disposal issue. How do you dispose of a boat? Um, others, it's the financial issue. Somebody inherits a boat that hasn't been maintained and they don't know what to do. Or an aging issue with an aging owner that can no longer maintain their boat or afford to dispose of it. So there are lots of reasons. Um, and one of the things we're hoping to do is kind of understand those reasons better. Yeah. And I think of all of the reasons you said, I think the housing issue is the trickiest um, when you're dealing with one of these boats that actually has people living aboard and, um, like I said, trickiest probably to do anything about. A lot of those other reasons, though, have really kind of been exacerbated by some of these strong hurricanes that we've seen over the past several years. Um, how long has Boat U.S. Foundation really been involved, been involved in finding a solution to these abandoned boats that are kind of littering the waterway at this point? 
we've been working on this for years in various different ways. We've been part of the conversation. Um, so we have uh, received previous grants from NOAA for some removal projects, and we've worked on other NOAA-funded removal projects with some states. Um, we also have worked through our partnerships for to make the conversations get started on different topics like the disposal issue. Um, we partnered with the Rhode Island Marine Trade um, Association a few years ago about fiberglass recycling. Um, we've also been working um, with Virginia ADV Working Group um, and participating in coming up with how to have an ADV program in the state, um, which has actually helped secure some state funding for removal. So there's been different bits and pieces of conversations and projects over um, over the last few years um, and about a decade or so. And now we're looking towards a bigger, more cohesive solution. Yeah. And that's great news because there have been this kind of piecemeal approach, you know, state by state. And I know Florida has um, been putting some money behind actually getting some of these out of the waterway, which is great news. Uh, and also, you know, in that great news category is the really large grant that Boat US Foundation just secured for exactly this reason, to get some uh, of these ADVs out of the waterway. So tell us how much money is involved and, and what that grant process was like. Yeah, so uh, we did, we were very lucky to receive a $10 million grant from NOAA um, over a four-year period. And that grant is going to cover not only a sub-grant award competition where we're giving out money for that removal, um, but also um, an ADV database and other education and outreach um, around ADV prevention, as well as disposal issues. So uh, that is great news. And it's really nice to see um, somebody like Boat US Foundation kind of stepping up and taking the lead on some of this, because obviously it's not NOAA's core mission, um, but it's nice that they are putting some dollars behind it. But I also love the concept that Boat, U Boat US Foundation is kind of a, a nationwide um, overseer of this is doing some subgrants to take care of the problem on some more localized issues. So, you know, the big question, it is not inexpensive to remove some of these ADVs. And I know the cost varies greatly depending on geography, um, where the boat, whether it's still afloat or whether it has actually sunk, um, you know, what kind of fluids may have still been aboard if it has sunk and what kind of damage that's doing to the environment. Um, so many issues go around this, but, you know, a ballpark gas, is there kind of a benchmark of what you budget as the amount it takes per boat or the number of boats you think this whole grant can perhaps manage to get out of the waterway? How many we remove really is going to depend on our, our sub-grants, and we're really excited um, with this grant because this gives an opportunity for organizations and localities and groups that could never apply for grant federal grant funding that they didn't have the bandwidth or the capacity to fill out these very complex federal grant requirements to be able to do removals so we're looking from small removal to to big removal a couple of boats to hundreds of boats um, per project so we don't have a, a set number and the cost is, it's just very so much, but we have said in the past on average, your average boat, probably somewhere between the 10,000 up to a million dollars for removal. So it really will depend on the amazing applications we know we're going to receive um, and the impact that they're going to have. And we're looking at how to make, um, to utilize these funds as best as possible to be the most efficient and get the most bang for our buck. 
Right. So you said it's $10 million over four years. Um, So, you know, hopefully that can get a lot of these boats out of the way. You know, it's, it's a little frustrating for responsible boaters who are insured for things that might go wrong with the boat or or who are not going to abandon their vessel to hear some of those numbers about how much it costs to get rid of that. Um, You know, if, Absent a better solution, though, I mean, this is kind of what it takes. Has Boat US really studied, um, you know, is there a way to kind of avoid having them be in the first place? Is there a way for vessel owners perhaps to turn in their vessel before it gets to this state and when somebody maybe can still make it a usable boat? You know, besides cleaning up on the back end, what can we do on the front end to avoid this from happening in the first place? And that that's another part of this grant program. So there might be opportunities to pilot programs like that in, in partnership with removal efforts, um, as well as the education and the outreach that is going to go along with every single one of our removal projects. Um, and this project as a whole, it's important for us to understand the reasons behind abandoned and derelict boats and what can change those behaviors around it and what the barriers are. And those are some of the lasting impacts we hope this grant has is by identifying those and helping our partners on the federal, state, local level make those choices and make those programs that are going to prevent this from continuing to happen um, and how we can we can shift the tides on it. Yeah, I know I've, you mentioned the Virginia uh, program that has been studying and looking for solutions to the whole ADV issue there and i've kind of followed along with their process and the subcommittees that they broke into and i know they do have kind of an education and outreach arm to that um which is great hopefully that's going to start to turn the tide a little bit Uh, you know and a lot of people don't realize um that it's not quite like having a car Uh, you know vessels don't have to be insured um for better or for worse that's the way it works (laughs) and that's another whole issue you know a lot of folks think the answer to this is requiring insurance much like you do for a car on the road. Uh, That's probably a topic for another day. But um, you mentioned that NOAA is is kind of the source behind the large grant. What made NOAA decide we've got these dollars and this is a problem that we really need to address? So NOAA has their their marine debris program that has been tackling this issue for for many years. Um, But they also received um, funding from the bipartisan infrastructure law um, which is where these large grant funds and this ability to do a sub-award competition um, has come from. So that's the funding for it. And this just goes along with NOAA's Marine Debris Program's mission to help um, rem- rem- remove the debris in, in our waterways, whether it's large scale like ADVs or POTS or as small as straws, um, and also that prevention aspect that's part of their mission. Okay. So part of what you're doing with uh, the $10 million over the four years, as you have mentioned, is the sub-grants. What is that process? And I know you're very early in the stages of this, but what are you expecting that process to look like? Do you know yet you know, what you'll be basing the awards on? Yeah, so we're definitely in the beginning stages of planning and building this out in partnership with NOAA. We have some ideas. We're trying to make this as accessible as possible for everyone. Um, so it's going to be really big. One of the core things we're looking for is partnerships. You talk about the Virginia um, ADV group, some of the other projects we worked on with North Carolina Coastal Reserve. What we really saw was the beneficial 
why those projects were so good was those partnerships. So that is going to be an aspect of um, our grant process, but we're going to have the guidelines and the criteria. We'll work through a letter of intent program, so make it as easy as possible up front, um, and we'll be announcing all of that. Um, we are aiming for early 2024 for the applications to be available, and so we can start getting that money out um, as quickly as possible. So tell me a little bit more. You mentioned kind of the partnerships. So tell me what you mean by that. Are you looking at, you know, the Virginia group, for example, as a partner, or are you looking at the grant applications as the Virginia group has a kind of a public private partnership to actually, you know, contract with somebody who has the equipment and the ability to actually do the removal of the vessels? All of the above. We're really okay. looking for that. You, you know, tell us, tell us what works in your community or what you think will work with in your community. And we're looking to help make those connections too with, you know, the great thing about a national reach is that we're going to be hearing from a lot of different places and we're hoping to connect the dots like we always have been, but on a larger scale. So it may be those private public partnerships. Um, it may be a group of um, interested parties that come together and apply as one. Um, we're really open to it. We just want to see, we want to see the community involvement. We want to see the impact it'll have on the community. Um, we want to see the, the experience and the skill to be able to do a project like this with the removal um, and pulling all that together and then add the education and outreach component to it. Excellent. Let's take a quick break and play a message from one of our sponsors. When we come back, I want to talk about a, a few of the other things that Boat US Foundation has planned for this grant money. So we'll be back in a moment. Our friends at DockMate offer the world's most advanced, affordable, and safest wireless remote control system for your boat's engines, pods, thrusters, anchor, and horn. Once you activate the DockMate remote control with a simple push of a button, you are able to leave the helm where visibility is oftentimes limited and then confidently and safely control your boat's movement from anywhere aboard. The result is less stress and a safer experience during typical docking maneuvers, particularly in tight marina slips and when navigating through locks, where potential damage might only be a matter of feet or just inches away. Learn more at DockMate.us. Cutterman Marine Services is a vessel relocation and delivery service owned and operated by retired and former members of the U.S. Coast Guard. They have crews ready to exceed your expectations wherever your vessel is located. In addition to relocation and delivery services, they offer a host of other marine services such as new owner training. Check out their website at www.cuttermanllc.com or call 855-65-BOATS. You have a lot invested in your boat. Why would you trust it to someone other than the Cutterman? Cutterman Marine Services. Professional knowledgeable, capable, experienced. We're back on the Great Loop Radio podcast. My guest today is Alana Keating. She is the Director of Outreach for the Boat U.S. Foundation, and we are talking about abandoned and derelict vessels, otherwise known as ADVs, and the large grant that Boat U.S. Foundation was just awarded to help rid the waterway of some of these vessels. Alana, one of the things we know, unfortunately, is with the number of these vessels out there, the $10 million probably isn't going to fix the entire problem or even, you know, it will put a dent, I hope, in getting some of those out of the waterway. But uh, will the funds that we've got now be targeted in a specific way? So are you looking to fund a specific geographic area or a particular size of pro projects? Um, what's it kind of earmarked towards? 
we there's no specific geographic area with NOAA and their program. Their funding is restricted to coastal and Great Lakes uh, regions, so it needs to impact the resources that NOAA oversees. Those are coastal, those are tributaries, things like that. So it as that is our only geographic requirements. Um, but we're really looking for, um, like I said, the 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 mix of the different size projects and and where it's going to have the most impact um, and where we're going to be able to to really make a difference. So if you had to guess, and this may, you, you may not even have a guess, but do we know, do we have any idea how many abandoned or derelict vessels are out there nationwide? No, we have no guess. It's really such an, uh, an, untapped potential of data for us to understand the problem. And that is why part of this project is for us to develop an ADV database. There are many states, agencies, federal, state that are collecting those bits of information at different times, but there's nothing that's pulling it all together um, and really seeing a collective outlook of what this issue is. Um, and the impact on it. And then also the successes of, you know, as things are removed, um, how how that's impacting, how it's, you know, the, the continued improvement of the environment after its removal. So um, that is part of our grant project. Um, and what we're going to be doing is taking a look at that as a, on a, on a collective level. And how are you expecting for the, the database of the ADVs to be populated? Will you be looking for voters when they come across them to submit that information? For sure. And state agencies and, and federal agencies. So we're going to work um, over the next um, few months kind of developing some focus groups of who has data now and what they're collecting and how they're using it. So we can try not to re repeat work and make sure that the data that somebody has can get into the same place, but we're also going to be tapping the voting public. They are the ones that are out there on a daily basis. They're seeing what's going on and they can tell us about it um, better than some agencies can because they are there and they have those eyes. So we'll be tapping a bunch of different uh, avenues to collect that data and really get a, a good understanding of what's going on. Right. So um, once this database is built and collected, will you be using that in any way to kind of prioritize removal? You know, there's a difference between a vessel that has um, been abandoned and has sunk that's in the public waterway and perhaps an obstruction to navigation, um, you know, versus one that maybe is leaking engine oil or fuel, um, you know, to me, there's a difference between one that somebody was tired of and shoved off and let it go and it sank versus one that was blown there in a storm and maybe insurance didn't cover the removal. There's just so many gray areas there. How do you even begin to kind of prioritize removal? And does the database you're building, does it do anything towards that? You know, once you know where they are. I think the database will definitely help us understand the reasons why boats are abandoned and when they show up and how long they're there and um, and also give us an opportunity to respond in areas quicker when it might be a lot less to remove a vessel than if it sits there for a year or two years or 10 years. Um, I think it'll also give us a way to 
build some some economies of scale um if there's areas that are hot spots or to target them for education and start figuring out what the barriers are of why they end up with abandoned vessels um so there's a lot of different advantages to the the database that will help us in doing removal and picking the subgrant um, projects that do removal, um, but also the prevention and the outreach and the long-term impacts of this project so that we can make sure that we're being efficient in how we're removing things and we're taking advantage of everything we can and we're we're targeting as much as we can with that prevention and education. Yeah. And, you know, looking Beyond the four years of the grant, we've talked a little bit about kind of the education and, um, you know, trying to prevent this on the front end. Any other long-term goals to be addressed, you know, once that four years is done and we've got four more years of experience of successful removal with some dollars behind it, what's next? Definitely the the lessons learned from the project are going to be huge. Um, understanding what the pain points are, where the process issues are, what processes are working and which ones aren't. You know, when it comes to a state and titling and permitting and knowing everything, your checklist of how to get a removal done, being able to develop these resources that are available to anybody who needs them. So you can streamline that process um, or you can work with a, a working group in your state to make sure that this is as easy as possible. Um, understanding, you know, what education and outreach is working so it can be replicated on a larger scale. So we really see the project as a stepping stone to longer term efforts um, and lessons learned and best practices. Yeah. You know, we've got a lot of uh, people who are members of AGLCA and who listen to our podcast who are either local boaters or maybe are newer to boating and are using this as an information resource. And I can say, you know, from my own experience, it's really hard to wrap your brain around ADVs and what an issue it is until you're cruising through areas that have so many of them. It's really kind of alarming when you see how many there are in some areas of the country and how it affects navigation. It, it affects anchorages. Um, you know, there's some places where boats have been left and essentially abandoned at anchor. Um, and once they sink, it can be a challenge to navigate your way into a marine, um, an anchorage and, you know, uh, find a way to safely drop the hook there. So um, I hope that everybody who's listening kind of really takes to heart what an issue this is. Um, and a huge congratulations to Boat US Foundation for really kind of taking the lead on doing something about it. Um, money is a big part of the reason it's hard to remove these, but it's not the only part. So I'm thrilled to see that you're taking the grant money, but also using it to try and have a lasting impact beyond just what can be removed with that $10 million. So Alana Keating with the Boat US Foundation, thank you for sharing the details today. For somebody who, um, you know, is is perhaps locally invested in this in some way, whether they're just passionate about the water or are interested in the rest of this subgrant process, I know you said you're a few months away from really releasing more, but where can they be looking or watching to get more information as it becomes available? Absolutely. So we do have a website set up. It's boatus.org slash ADV grant. And we're going to be putting all of our updates on that website. And you'll be able to see when things are, are ready and released and how you can uh, help with, with the program. Um, and of course, our social sites, Facebook, Instagram, we're, we're on all of them. Um, and we'll be putting out information there as we get it available. 
And thank you so much for having us to talk about this. We're so passionate about this project and it's uh, years of work culminating in this huge grant um, that we really feel is gonna be a great opportunity, not just for us, but for all of our partners across the country that are working on this and really getting together a great collaborative effort um, to address this problem. Yeah, it's a great, um, the way you're approaching it, I, I just think is spot on and so well in line with the mission of safer and cleaner waterways. Um, because I think also, you know, again, if you have not cruised through areas where this is a really big problem, you don't really recognize in your head how unsafe it can make parts of the waterway and how unclean it can make parts of the waterway if there are fluids leaking. So again, congratulations to your team. I know it was a team effort and um, we appreciate our partnership with Boat US on advocacy issues and things like this. And we'll be following along and hopefully, Alana, we can have you back over the course of time on the four years on the grant and see how things are progressing. Awesome. We're excited to give you guys some updates. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Greatly appreciate your time. And thank you for everyone who has watched and listened today. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Great Loop Radio podcast. Until then, safe cruising.